Own Your Creativity, Episode 73. In today's episode, I talk about apprenticeship for writers. Good or bad idea? What do you think? I'm Elizabeth Johnston, and I'm here to help you unlock your creative potential so that you think, feel, and do better in life and at work. If you believe in the power of creativity, I invite you to show your support today by becoming a patron of the Own Your Creativity podcast. Just go to bit.ly forward slash creativity patron to find out more. Your monthly pledge will make a huge difference. Hello, everybody. Elizabeth Johnston here of Own Your Creativity. And as promised, I'm here at 3 p.m. Eastern Time talking about apprenticeship. Is it good or bad for writers? So before I came on uh, for this live broadcast earlier in the day, I posted a sort of an informal question poll on my page just to ask like, what people think when it comes to apprenticeship for writers, uh, what are their thoughts on it? And I, I got responses that I expected. Um, I know a lot of working writers, and whenever they see the word apprenticeship, it's basically run away <laughs> because it's unpaid work. Um, and um, so, uh, oh, Janet is joined. Hello, Janet. <laughs> and somebody else has joined too. Um, I can't see who it is, but you know, say hi, leave a comment in uh, you know underneath there, and then I can see who you are and say hello to you. Um, and um, and if you have any comments as we're going along in in today's broadcast, um, you do post them, and um, and we can have a conversation. So as I was saying, I I um, you know posted this question, and um, generally the consensus is is not to do it because you're going to be doing stuff for free, and you shouldn't be given that stuff for free. Right? And and I definitely see that point. But I wanted to ask that question because, as you might know, I'm doing weekly, actually three times a week, I'm uh, doing Facebook Lives in my group, Own Your Creativity Community. And if you aren't a member of that and you want to be, you can join us at bit.ly forward slash OYC group. Um, and uh, so on Wednesdays, though, it's Wealth Wednesdays, and it's all about exploring our money mindset as writers, um, more generally as, as artists, but specifically as writers. And the springboard for these conversations is the book Real Artists Don't Starve by Jeff Goins. And I don't know if any of you have uh, got that book yet. Have any of you got that book? If you're watching this afterwards, you know, um, do post a com comment afterwards. Let me know if you read the book or you're reading it or you've never heard about it. Um, and uh, because each week I'm going to be talking about one of the concepts in Jeff Boyne's book as a springboard for Wealth Wednesdays. So he talks about apprenticeship in Chapter 3 this week and the role it plays in people who want to become Thriving, not starving artists. And so I find it really interesting um, to read because it, he really does challenge your, your mindset. And, and as I was saying, on the face of it, it sounds as though apprenticeship, oh, you know, um, we're too old for apprenticeship or, you know, we're too advanced in 
our career um, to to be thinking of doing that, especially you know if it's free unpaid work, it's got to be a bad thing, right? Well, Jeff shares the story of Michelangelo approaching the artist that he wanted to apprentice under, and he eventually did um, actually do that. But what was really different was that he asked to be paid, and not only did he have the gall to ask to be paid when he was doing his apprenticeship, he actually did get paid. So, you know, that chutzpah got um, rewarded. Um, but, uh, you know, it takes a long time. Um, I think it was like seven years, uh, he said, for the apprenticeships back then, and then um, three years as a journeyman. And uh, so it's a long process. And you can imagine all those uh, people who didn't ask to get paid <laughs> and um, uh, did, you know, almost 10, 10 years or, you know, at least seven years of free unpaid work to learn their craft. Um, and, you know, that was that was then and this is now and it's a different system. And, you know, so um, we have to kind of update our thinking, you know, because we don't live back in, in the olden days. Um so Jeff shares in this book, he shares another story uh, about a woman named Tia, and she became a lawyer and hated it. Uh, she became a lawyer because everybody was saying, oh, her parents and whatnot, that you've got to be sensible, you've got to be doing something that's going to guarantee you a job, and, and all of her friends were saying, oh yeah, you should be a lawyer, you know, we're going to go to law school, so you should come with us, and so, you know, as... I see this a lot in my classes at university that a lot of times people are going to university just because everybody else is doing it and that's kind of like the modern day apprenticeship and uh, and B because they don't know what else to do you know so they kind of go with with the pack and uh, and then they end up taking something with their friends because they don't want to be on their own and maybe they don't really know what they want to do and anyway so they end up with a degree that that they really actually hate and a job that they hate and this was the case for Tia she didn't like her job um, but what was she gonna do right and so um, so she actually realized um, after many years of working as a lawyer that that it was just stressing her out way too much and this is not what she wanted to do and when she really thought about it she really wanted to be an actress and uh, so she took a, a few acting classes and just loved it. Her creativity, her passion awoke within her and she realized that, that this is what she's always wanted to do. If she were honest with her back then, before she ended up in law school, that this was actually what she wanted to do. And uh, so instead of quitting her job and you know running off to be an actress, what she did was she continued working as a lawyer, even though she hated it. But she took classes and she studied films and she uh, studied acting techniques and everything that she could get her hands on after hours and on the weekend to feed her passion. That's what she did. And she kept her job. Um, and so in effect, what she was doing was creating her own apprenticeship. And I see this also uh, a lot in my, oh, somebody else joined us. Say hello. Um, put, put a comment below and let me know that you're there. Say hello and I can say hello to you. Um, and so, so she was in effect creating her own apprenticeship. And she was 
able to indulge this apprenticeship or pay for this apprenticeship by being a lawyer. She had a skill, she had a job, and so she was able to feed that that inspiration um, by, by the job that she had. Um, and then um, when she was 34, she decided that this was time to move on and leave the security of her law practice and uh, and strike out on her own. And so within that first year, she did five commercials, a full-length movie, three short films, and started a couple of new classes. And so even while she is a working actress, she's still continuing her apprenticeship on some level, um, you know, um, you know, while she's a practicing artist at the same time. And this is similar to the story of one of the people that I interviewed on Own Your Creativity, my podcast. Uh, he was, um, he, he went through an apprenticeship program um, after the Second World War in, in Ireland. And uh, he was in computers. He studied computers back when they, that one whole computer, computer took up like a whole building or something and um, so he he did that um, and then he uh, rose through the ranks at Rolls-Royce Canada to become chief inspector at Rolls-Royce Canada and um, and then he retired at age 55 but all the throughout those years of doing that corporate work he was playing music and it started back when, you know, before he probably could remember or talk, you know, he was surrounded by music uh, growing up and his dad was in um, an accordion band and, uh, and Fred, the person that I'm talking about, Fred Graham, he loved the drums and so he would, you know, get, he got a little paint tin um, five years old and, and he got some sticks so that um, he found around and he would drum on the paint tin following the marching bands and often being guided home by one of the band members after walking behind them for miles. Then as he grew he continued playing music. Um, he was in a Dixieland jazz band for 20 years and uh, he also um, uh, was in the Black Watch band and he took them to uh, competitions and help them win and you know so this is all on the side so you could look at it as an apprenticeship um, I don't think that he necessarily would have uh, called it that but in the end it, that's what it ended up being because after he retired at age 55 he got a call from the Irish Rovers and for an addition because they'd heard about his drumming and they wanted uh, him to audition, and he ended up getting that gig. And so I think it's been, I don't know, seven years or, I don't know, something like that, now that he's been the drummer for the Irish Rovers. And um, and so every, you know, all of that stuff that Fred did on the side was, you know, that apprenticeship that led him to be at the caliber that the Irish Rovers would, would hire him. And it's not, that wasn't something that he, he was looking for, but the point here is that, that, it, mostly all of that stuff was un, you know either unpaid or didn't pay that much and it really was just because he had a passion for it and you know in terms of being a writer if you're passionate about writing if that's what you've always wanted to be you know like George Eliot says it's never too late to be who you were meant to be I see a lot of people like that in my creative writing classes that I teach at the university 
and and most of the most of the people are you know 30 40 50 years old and they're finally getting back to their heart's passion um, but when you're starting you are an apprentice you are learning the ropes and so whether you go that traditional route and think of you know apprenticeship as like oh that's all this you know dogs work and you know unpaid work and you know it's it's a chore to get through oh hi Kathy Kathy is here <laughs> um, so if you think about it that way then yeah it's gonna suck but if you think of it as a way to getting to what you're really wanting to do and what's important to you um, and even even writers who are have a career and um, and uh, are making money uh, from the career sometimes they they go they actually oscillate in between being a master and being an apprentice especially if they want to reposition themselves you know if they've been doing a lot of copywriting and they actually really want to be a novelist um, you know it takes a, a different skill set to write um, you know copywriting um, versus screenwriting or being a novelist or a poet and um, and so however you approach your apprenticeship you still have to bone up on okay so what's the what's the principles here um, that I need to know and how can I uh, reinvent myself and even even if you're not repositioning yourself into a different kind of writing oftentimes you will fall back into apprentice mode um, in your successive drafts of your book you know I mean it's not for nothing that writers who have many titles under their belt will still ask for an opinion they'll still you know sometimes they will hire editors sometimes they will uh, hire people to give them feedback um, or other times they will just you know there are other friends who are writers too they will just ask them but still you're putting yourself back into that apprenticeship mode by asking for help about how to make what you've already got better and so so I really think that you know being an apprentice it's it's a mindset it isn't so much about um, something that's negative it's actually natural you know it's part of the learning curve it's part of what is going to get you to meet your goals and uh, so I just wanted I share that with you because I think that it's really uh, empowering when you take control of your creative journey in that way and when you think of apprenticeship as something that's going to help you get to where you want to be all of a sudden it's just this whole new thing and uh, so if uh, you found uh, anything here helpful or interesting um, or if you can think of somebody who would benefit from uh, watching this video and thinking about these ideas please do share and leave me a comment too I'd love to hear what you have to say you can uh, leave a comment under this video and uh, yeah so I hope that you have a wonderful Wednesday and it's full of uh, wealthy thoughts <laughs> Thank you for joining us today and I hope you will join me in the support of creativity by becoming a patron today at bit.ly forward slash creativity patron. Until next time, own your creativity so that you think, feel and do better in your personal and professional life.